Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. Rise and shine Ace fans. It's time to greet the day with extra base hit. From late nights at the Coliseum. Hits a right field and shallow a trio of Ace kept going out makes an unbelievable circus catch. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. To early mornings with a fresh cup of joe. Say, we've got time for a coffee before you go. That'd be nice. Splendid. Extra base hit will make your day green and gold. Here's the pitch by May with the A's leading 2-1. to one. And it's swung on and missed. And the A's have won it. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit here on A's Cast. Jess Kleinschmidt and Ray Jensen here. Another fun homestand ahead of us three games sit against the angels they're going to look a little different and also three games against the blue jays before we talk about whatever the angels are doing ray ray let's get started with friday's activities and what's going to happen against the angels so come together with the lgbtq plus community for glenn burke pride night every ticket sold through the special event link is 15 percent off and partial proceeds will benefit the oakland lgbtq center whose mission is dedicated to enhancing and sustaining the well-being of lgbtq plus individuals their families and allies by providing educational social and health related activities programs and services so like i said the a's host the angels that night go to mlb.com athletics tickets Early arriving fans get commemorative Glenn Burke Pride Night socks presented by Gilead, and they look gorgeous. Okay, so let's go back to the Angels. Not so gorgeous. So on Friday, the team placed a lot of players on waivers, and we're talking about big names. Lucas Giolito, of course, a starter who was brought over to the team to help them lift to the playoffs. Relievers Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez, Dominique Leone, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichuk. What? Happen okay, so Mike Trout also landed on the AIL because I'm not done yet. Ray Shohei will be only DHing probably for the rest of the season, mind you. This was right after the front office, meaning Perry Manazzi and the GM, said they weren't going to trade Otani at the deadline because they knew they would be in playoff contention. And around the trade deadline, I want to say the Angels are about four games out of the playoffs, so maybe four games out of the wild card race. I will say. The Angels are always frustrating. 
every single season. You have two of the best players ever to play the game on the team, and you can't manage to make the playoffs. But this season specifically, because they actually made some trades and made some moves that could have lifted them up, I would say this is one of the more frustrated, frustrating seasons for the Angels in recent years. You have to put it up there for sure to be able to offload all these players. And I don't, I don't blame them for going for it. Like you said, they were only mm-hmm. four games out of the wild card, and it was their only shot of maybe keeping Shohei Otani, but. They had little choice at this point with Otani's injuries and and Trout. It's been another nightmarish season for the Angels, but this one sticks out, I think, a little more than most. And I think you you have to think about it because Mike Trout never entered free agency. He's not a dramatic guy. He doesn't want all that drama. He just wants to, like, find a spot and chill. But at the end of the day, they're all extremely competitive, so they want to win everything. And I don't, and, and these guys are not guys who are just stoked with the individual accolades, the individual awards. That looks great on your baseball reference page. Don't get me wrong. But you know what else looks better on a baseball reference page? A World Series chant. You know what looks good on a Wikipedia page? A World Series chant. And that's what people remember at the end of the day. If I didn't work in baseball, I could not tell you if somebody was an all star or not. I just couldn't. Because I feel like the all-star voting has gotten out of hand and that's a whole different thing. But I don't think I could sit there and say, you know what? That guy for sure is a seven-time all-star select. You don't know that. But I can tell you, he probably won a couple of World Series. I could easily tell you that. And that's the thing about Mike Trout. People, He's going to be the guy who was fantastic but never won a World Series. Will Mike Trout ever win a World Series? That's a million-dollar question right there. Make it more complex, will he ever win a World Series at the Angels? I can see him winning a World Series, but I don't think it'll happen in L.A., at least not with the Angels. And, you know, I was actually I introduced myself to Perry earlier this season because he's a big David Forst fan. I want to get him on the show to talk to him about that. He's, like, literally a fangirl. He said he's one of the best GMs in the game, if not the best, the the, the best GM in the game. And so I was thinking about that. I'm not saying that Perry's going to 100% model everything he does after David Forst, because if you think about like even a uh, football offense, like the NFL, they're all running the Kyle Shanahan Packers offense because that's kind of set the standard when it comes to David Forth, the money ball scenario, that's been a standard that's been set from the very beginning. And that's what ultimately gave these people jobs. They're obsessed with numbers, the analytics, everything like that. So I have to think how much of, of what David Forth has done of course in Billy Bean in the past that Perry would want to adopt to a certain extent it's not fully because he's getting bigger names than perhaps the names that we've seen in recent years you could argue that I think Olsen of course is one of the biggest names in the game um and Chappie of course and so on and so forth so I think about that stuff because you do have the monetary backing that's one thing that the Angels always had I just wonder like what gets lost in translation or what gets lost from the idea to presenting it on paper. Or is it like the Mets where every year they put the money out there? Like, think about it. If you guys could watch Ray, just he smiled just now when I mentioned the Mets, but I think he's smiling to keep himself from crying. But it's also one of those scenarios. I mean, obviously you're going after Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. Nobody in their right mind is going to argue with you saying, oh, they did they even try? Hell yeah, they tried. That's why at the trade deadline, everybody's gone from that team. That's why Mark Canna is over there with the Brewers right now. That's why Scherzer's with the Rangers. You know where Verlander is. So it's just such an interesting dynamic that these things happen because people want to say they're not putting money on it. 
They're putting hella money in other teams and look, they're coming up short. That's a bigger heartbreak than anything else. Yeah, we talk about it a lot across all of our programming on AceCast, how the biggest payroll has not meant the biggest success, especially this season. You look at the Orioles, second lowest payroll in baseball, and they're one of the top teams in baseball because they've spent years building up their minor league system and it's finally come up to fruition. The Mets, as you just mentioned, the highest payroll in Major Mm -hmm. League Baseball, historic levels of payroll. They're out of it and they're probably going to trade Pete Alonso. I might cry in a corner the day that happens. I know, I know. And also, I want to talk about Pete Alonso because I appreciate that he didn't know it was a person's first major league hit and he threw it up in the, in the bleachers. Um, I would bank my entire salary on the fact that Pete Alonso had no idea. Like, I don't think that, that was genuine for those of you who didn't hear about it. It was a, a rookie who had got their first, I believe it was their first hit um, on the Cardinals and Pete Alonso not paying attention is used to when it's the third out or when it's a, the end of an inning throws the ball into the bleachers because you want the fans to have something to hold on to. I mean, you're a first baseman, you're going to get the ball a lot. It's usually the end of a play. So you're going to have an extra ball. Are you looking that up for me, Ray Ray? Yeah, I was looking up who it was. It was 21 year old Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn. I literally reported on it and I blanked his name. So I apologize, Mason, because you haven't been through enough. So throw, he threw the ball, but he felt awful. Alonzo was very like, I feel bad, man. I know this isn't the point of the conversation, but he did, I believe, give him like a bottle of tequila and a signed bat later on. That is my biggest fear. Like I, cause the one thing that Tony Kemp and Seth Brown do is when they mess with the rookies, they act like they're throwing it into the stands, like their first hit, which, you know, that's happened a lot this season, but I'm just worried that they're going to accidentally do that. Either way, you're right. Pete Alonzo, that's the big thing. Are they going to keep him? I saw a report earlier, Martin from NYC, he said that there's a there's some talks. I think Martin's in with Uncle Steve. I think he knows Steve Cohen very well. So he said that there are there's a possibility, a big possibility that they do hold on to Pete Alonzo. Nobody's going to argue with you either way. But I'm right there with you. That guy makes the team. And we're talking about not just on the field, what he can do, of course, bringing eyes to the home run derby. But the, the man is a beautiful person off the field as well. He's so good in the community. Mets fans love him. And if you're in with Mets fans, you're in with everybody. Yeah, especially since he came up in the Mets system, like Brandon Nimmo. Guys like Francisco Lindor have been great for the Mets, but he didn't arrive to the majors as a Met. Of course, he was of Cleveland. So it, it says something that it makes it even more heartbreaking than I should say, when you get rid of somebody who was created in your system or became a pro in your system. Especially with the Mets, when they're just like, we want somebody, we're going to go out and get him. So yeah. to have a homegrown guy, yeah, I'm right there with you. And don't forget on Friday for Treehouse Happy Hour, come out at the ballpark at 4.30 before each Friday night home game for drink specials, games, live music, and amazing views. Grab $10 tickets by using the code HAPPY at checkout. A lot of other veterans were waived. You put this in our prep notes. Harrison Bader for the Yankees. Okay, he found out he was placed on waivers via ESPN. So when you're just chilling in the clubhouse, you look up, you're like, wait a second. The dude didn't even know he what waivers meant. And in his defense, I'm not saying like they should be understanding of what's going on because of all this lingo. If you're Harrison Bader, why should the hell should you worry about ever landing on the damn waivers? That guy is a prodigy and he's so imperative to a team's success. And then they had to go interview. And you're in New York media. The media is going to come find you. 
to think, and I've talked to players about this because obviously when you cover the A's, there's a lot of former New York media players and they, they say it's night and day compared to here over to, to New York. We're not going to like punch each other to get the first story. But if you're a member of that team, any New York sports, you're going to be getting questioned. I think that's why Aaron Rodgers is so prepped for New York. He's like, I played for the Packers. They are rabid fans. Like, come on. And yeah, so Carlos Carrasco also being waived. Mike Clevenger, who just put up an amazing performance against the A's with the White Sox. He was placed on waivers. Jose uh, Cisnero with the Tigers. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, right? I will say this is one of the most interesting seasons, I would say, because why just a week ago did the A's get mathematically eliminated from playoffs? In the, like the toward the end of August, because it's the state, of course, of the division. It's the state, of course, of the league. Braves, of course, are running away with it. The Dodgers always manage to do it. But it's definitely not a season where there's just like that one team that's just like, don't mess with them. The Yankees and the Red Sox are toward the end, the bottom of the AL East for the first time since before you were born, Ray. That is a certified fact. It's And Ray is 87 years old. Yeah, I just aged a couple more days. Anyway, mm-hmm. but it's it's been a Freaky Friday type of season. There's no mm-hmm. other way to describe it. Everything's upside down. I love the fact that the Yankees and Red Sox are your last place in the division. That's amazing, but I never would have predicted that going to this year. Fans definitely deserve that, for sure. The Orioles, I'm happy they're good. I didn't think they'd be this good. The Blue Jays and the Rays are about where we expected them. Also did not expect the AL West to be a three-team race at this point of the season. But kudos to the Mariners, the Astros, and the Rangers, especially the Rangers, because I know they've been slipping lately, but this is the first time they're not only good on paper, they are good in the field. Well, they're good with green paper, too. There was hella money that went into them. Like I just remember looking at their mid-infield thinking, like, that's half a billion dollar infield, just chilling. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I just love the mentality of Max Scherzer. Like, do you really think he goes into each season saying, it doesn't matter what happens because I'm going to get dealt at the trade deadline anyway? I, yeah, he just like, I just want to go to a contender. I just want to contribute to the team. He's like, I don't care. Like, like I'm not going to, I wonder if they just keep their stuff in boxes knowing like there's no, like it's probably going to happen. And I also think that that's really cool to a certain, I mean, like Verlander returning to the Astros, that's beautiful. I do love that to a certain extent. I don't like Verlander against the A's ever, obviously. But I think it's really cool in that regard. But it's something that I I managed to think about. And just the state of how it all ends up working out. And I'm very, yeah, you're right. I'm very happy for the Rangers. I think about like the Josh Hamilton days where they were just filled to the brim with talent. Same thing. They had a bunch of money involved as well. Just like how far they got in. Having a former big leaguer as your GM. I think that's really cool. Same. That's obviously going to happen with the White Sox now that Chris gets is taking over in the front office. I think that's always really cool because you look at the success that happens and, you know, Sam Fold with the freaking Phillies, of course, former A, always great to see. I know I'm going off on a tangent, but that stuff really impresses me. So stay tuned as Extra Base Hit continues. We're going to go over the best World Series, and that's the Little League World Series. Stay tuned. 
This is Chris Townsend and Commander Cody for Link Soul. you got to go to their website right now, linksoul.com. The new polos are unbelievable. New colors, lighter weight. We got our new summer shipment, Cody. I couldn't be happier. I look better, all thanks to Link Soul. So we're talking about new polos. You can check out their shorts. Anything you need for summer, they have it right now. When you go to their website, they've got a smoking summer deal. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. Celebrate Latin and Hispanic Heritage Weekend, A-Style. Kick off the weekend watching the best fireworks in the Bay Area down on the field after your A's host the San Diego Padres on Friday, September 15th. Now to Jordan Diaz, a high fly ball to left. Melendez is back. He's at the track right to the wall, and he will watch it fly. From Bad Bunny to Shakira, there's hits for everyone as you watch our one-of-a-kind Latin music fireworks show presented by Corona. Grab your seats today at athletics.com slash fireworks. They got any uh, just coffee? Now back to Extra Base Hit on Ace Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. So the Little League World Series has ended, Ray Ray. And it ended in walk-off fashion, too. Can we just talk about this? You're 11, you're 12. You don't know what, like, crushes mean. You don't know what, like, a first kiss means. You walk off. You defeat Curacao. This was the team from California, of course. Then you bat flip. You bat flip as a youngin. Like, let's just go for it. Were you a Little League kid, Ray Ray? For one season, and it did not go well. What team were you on? What was the name of the team? Uh, I believe it was the it was the Lions. We didn't have an oh, official. Oh, it wasn't even like a affiliated. MLB. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. Well, so I um I was a hardcore little league kid. I made eleven, twelve all stars for my little league back in Reno. Still to this day, the only girl to make eleven, twelve all stars back in for Valley Providence Little League. Turns out Joe Wheland, who was picked up by the A's in the offseason. I think he's injured now. Him and I both made 11-12 All-Stars the same season for different leagues, little leagues in Reno. So we were basically managed. And it was a full circle moment. But I wrote about ESPN's coverage for Little League World Series and Little League Classic, which of course has big league teams coming out. This is like the coolest thing ever because the Phillies and Nationals came out. This, this, I think it's, this started a few years back. But I spoke to head producer with ESPN. This was over at Awful Announcing, if you guys want to go check it out, Phil Orleans. And he said in the beginning with the classic, this is what was cool is like they just kind of wanted to somewhat experiment, but they thought it was going to be a novelty and the novelty was going to wear off. But he said major league players will come here and start, they drop their guard and the kids get to approach them. And then you have Bryce Harper buying snow cones for people and just – in-game interviews, Nick Cassianos was talking to a Little League player, and they just get to be kids for a day because they all started in Little League, you know, and they get to reminisce on that. But it's still an MLB game, so it still counts. And it's just, like, the coolest thing ever, and I think we need more of that. They even had kids cast, which is, like, these younger, these younger kids being broadcasters. And they're doing play-by-play, Ray, and they're in the midst, like, in the seventh inning, they have an, a sit-down interview with, like, Rob Manfred, like, okay – and they're 11 and 12. And they're still better at my job than I will ever be. Like, what is going on? Just prodigies all across the field up in Williamsport. It was a really awesome series to see. Like you said, the guys got to be kids again, and they got to appreciate their roots. And that's it's just always awesome. And I was pretty jealous. I wanted that snow cone. I was willing to go 2,000 miles west to east coast just to get Harper to buy me a snow cone. I get it. 
we don't mess around when it comes to snow cones. So I definitely appreciate that. It's tomorrow, September, because we're taping this on Thursday. Don't forget to pay your rent, folks. But on that note, that means September call-ups are upon us. And I remember one, it's different now. We can only have two extra players now. September call-ups, once upon a long time ago, you could have 800 guys get called up. Not necessarily, but you could have as many people called up as you want. I remember it being so crowded in the clubhouse with the A's. This was back when we had the actual A's clubhouse. Now the A's have moved to the former Raiders clubhouse and it's massive. Um, And it was filled to the brim with these guys. But let's go over some of these September call-ups because the thing is, though, you want to talk about one pitcher, one batter that we could promote as far as the September call-ups go. I think it'll be kind of easy, though. Like, I think we're just going to have Tyler Soderstrom back. I'm not sure about a pitcher yet, so I'll have to think about that. But what say you? Yeah, I kind of thought about it, like, in a scenario, if you could choose anybody, regardless of their standings and the top oh. rankings for the organization, just a genie out of a bottle, you get to pick up two players. I would say pitcher Joey Estes, because his, his number has been impressive, team AA and AAA. And for the batter, I would say Daryl Hernandez. I like that. I, I, we've seen what Soderstrom can do, and he'll definitely be back, but... I want to see her nice before this season ends because I think he could be great in the middle infield. Not that Nick Allen isn't doing an amazing job at shortstop and Gilloff's playing a great second base, but let's see if he can play some seconds, some short, maybe move Gilloff to third and maybe play her nice a little bit at third, give Jordan Diaz a break and show more of his, just his batting skills while he continues to work on his defense. I think the pros outweigh the cons and bringing up her nice, but we'll see if it happens. I, I agree with you. It's most likely going to be Soderstrom because his, his bat is just too talented to not see it again this year, but I'd like to see her nice sooner rather than later. And don't forget Mason Miller does have, I believe one more rehab start with AAA, So we might be seeing him soon. And you know who I'd really, really, really love to see Kyle McCann. Kyle McCann's you good. said the genie in the bottle thing. Yeah. You said the genie in the bottle thing. So I'm going for it. Logan Davidson. Um, and Logan Davidson. I would love to see Logan Davidson. He's only in AAA now. Like it, it's crazy. I, I love the way that he approaches the plate on both sides, because when I first talked to him, this is when Jed Lowry was on the team and Jed, of course, the switch hitter as well. It kind of blows my mind that some switch hitters from the left side, they go and they mirror a player from the left side, but then they also mirror a player from the right side. So they don't want to stay the same, but Jed always tried to stay the same on both his left hand and right side approach, which is ultimately, I think why he elongated his career. That was kind of interesting to see, but, um, but yeah. And I, I would say as far as the cool thing about the A's right now, I hate using the term like the why not or experimentation because it is a major league baseball team, but really why not? And I thought about it last season, obviously the team was, was out of playoffs quite early on. They brought like Nate Mondu on toward the end. Like just give them the big league experience, whether it's an at-bat, whether it's just like filling the clubhouse, like getting to know the guys, maybe have a sit down with the veterans, you know, welcome and get to know Cotswell. I feel like that's just imperative for a young player's career. Get a taste of it. Why not? Exactly. And and it's not like the pressure would be high. It's a 95 loss season already heading into this series against the Angels. It is a, a why not scenario. The pros outweigh the cons, I think, in any particular case of seeing a younger player because that's what's going to get the A's back to where they need to be. I will say, I think that's also important too because we want to concentrate on these younger guys. Cots made that a priority. 
during fall ball, he went down to Arizona and got to know these guys. That was so important for him. And not just to get to know him, but he gave like decent scouting reports. So he was paying attention. I mean, he was talking about Lawrence Butler. He was talking about Denzel. He was talking about Tyler Soderstrom and the growth that they had. And I will say, not like I ever questioned some of these guys, but having not good exposure to them myself, of course, didn't go to spring training, but seeing them in person, seeing like how Lawrence Butler walked on to that field and was like, I deserve to be here. And, and it, just his makeup too. I know Gallop, Gallop and him have a different type of makeup, but both confidence. Lawrence was like, I'm going to make sure the A's spend money to come watch me play, to come watch us play. And he mentioned the new Oakland. He, that's the thing that blows him up. He knows what's going on. He knows it's a new era of A's baseball. And that's what Zach Geloff is doing too. Zach Geloff is very much a little bit quieter about his, his confidence, but veterans are approaching him. Veterans are asking him like, Hey, what's working for you at the plate? He's, he's struggling a little bit, but I think we can just blame that on the fact that it's a long season and every, every single player known to man is slumped a little bit, but we can't ignore those historical numbers that he did have being in the same category as Mark freaking McGuire. Like, come on. You, you take the steroid era out of it, the guy saw the ball well. Like, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, We're not building so, that Galoff statue yet, but it's coming. Oh, Cody Elias, drink every time Cody Elias mentions a Zach Galoff statue. You'll be hammered by the second inning. Yeah. Easily. Easily. And I will help create the statue. And yeah, like, he, and he's just a great kid, too. And like, same thing. He's there, and he deserves to be there. You have to remind yourself he hasn't been there all season. Same thing with Lawrence Butler. Even when Soderstrom was there, was there, like he knew the pressure that were on him. I I do think his workload was just insane, and you got to give him props. I mean, I don't think we were anticipating Ryan Noda being out. Obviously, nobody really was. So you're trying, you're getting up here, and then it's like, oh, I know you're a catcher, but we're also going to have you play first base. Oh, we're also going to have you do some DH work, and then the catcher workload is one thing in and of itself. But on that note. Can we talk about how good Shay Langliers has been lately? Yes. Please. I feel like he's, how do I say this? Mark Kotze said he's not Sean Murphy, but they're, the thing that I will say, Sean Murphy's always been a very well-rounded player. We know that. But when it comes to how Sean started out his career, he was obviously just being a catcher and supporting his pitchers. One of the best game planners in all the game as a rookie. And then we saw his power and then all that caught up to him. So now he's the Sean Murphy that we all knew he was, but he's evening out how good he is behind the plate to how good he is at the plate. Shailene Allier said, and we talk about this all the time on A's cast. I want to be a hitter and have that be the bonus part of what I can do as a catcher. And I talked to Hogan Harris about it recently. Hogan had a good outing and Shay was just awesome at the at the dish. And I said, you know, what's it like having a catcher who just wants you to succeed? And then maybe he'll have some hits as a bonus, a good hitter as a bonus. Because you have to remember when we acquired him at the trade, all we thought about was how good of a, a hitter he was. He had that power and he's quick on the bases. He steals bases, but he just wants to be good for his pitchers. And Hogan said, I love that. Like selfishly, that's amazing. So for him to have that 
kind of even everything out, I think it's great to see because he's kind of on that trajectory where he's more well-rounded. And I personally think catching is the most underappreciated position. I mean that from a monetary value. Uh, if you're shelling out all this money for the Mike Trouts of the world, throw some to your catcher because they are an extension as a manager, in my opinion. So I'm just really proud of Shea because I think it's just like what Lizzo says. It's about game time. With Shea, he, he's doing a lot better in August. I know he's kind of all the players have had ups and downs this season, but Shea, he started out hot and then mid of the summer months, he was kind of even and out, but he's had an amazing August. He's already at six home runs in August to finish out the month. Now he's at 16 total on the year, which Mm -hmm. if he finishes even close to 20, I think we take that any year, no matter what, especially in just his first full season since he came on late last season. I think as a catcher, we kind of give them a pass in terms of average because they have such a larger workload in other positions. Like he is, I think he's a 207 average coming into Friday. So we typically wouldn't like that for other positions, but the fact that he's he's catching for our pitchers and helping call games and defensively he's so important and he's so good defensively with his arm throwing out base runners. I, I think the philosophy he has is perfect where I need to focus on the intricacies of my position as a catcher first before I even worry about keeping the bat hot. But, and I think he's done a great job of maintaining his bat and contributing at that level, especially with the home run power. can be a little more consistent in terms of contact, but whew, that power you take any day. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Because when he gets a hold of one, you hear it. The moment it hits the bat, you're like, that thing is gonzo. Honor the fight against childhood cancer at the ballpark on Sunday, September 3rd. Every ticket sold through the special event link is 50% off and partial proceeds will benefit Make-A-Wish Greater Bay Area, whose mission is to fulfill the wishes of children fighting critical illnesses in Northern California. We're about to wrap things up, but stay tuned as Extra Base Hit continues. Some more homestand announcements. Ace fans need Friday night plans? Well, we got you covered. Get four tickets and parking for any Friday night game starting at just $49 with the Friday four-pack presented by Chevrolet. Save big and enjoy great matchups, post-game fireworks and drone shows, giveaways, and more this 2023 season. And he drills one to right, way back and no doubt, and that quickly the A's have taken the lead, second deck. Friday night tickets are available at athletics.com slash value. That's athletics.com slash value value. Summertime is golf time in the Bay Area, and that means it's time to enjoy the beautiful vistas, 27 holes of championship golf, and all the amenities that Cinnabar Hills Golf Club has to offer. Cinnabar Hills gives you a variety on the course and in their amazing grill. They're ready to give you an incredible experience for any family, business, or social gathering. Nestled in the quiet hills of San Jose, summertime fun awaits you at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. Back from our coffee break. Oh my God, that is the best coffee I've ever tasted. It's time for more Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. All right, welcome back to Extra Base Hit. Let's talk about the breaking news. Doo-doo. I was going to do Twilight. That's not right. But... Thank you to my amazing producer, Ray. But the Guardians, who we just talked about, were all placed on waivers. So Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, and Reynaldo Lopez were claimed off waivers, and they are now heading to the Cleveland Guardians. Good for them. Love that ad for the Guardians. So good for them, and also good for us for not having to face uh, Lucas Giolito. That guy is a savage. Okay, Monday, 
the A's will host the Toronto Blue Jays. That means Chris Bassett will be in town. September is Hunger Action Month. In an effort to feed our hungry neighbors, come out to the ballpark on Monday, September 4th, where every ticket sold through this special event link is 15% off and partial proceeds will benefit the Alameda County Community Food Bank. Their mission is to passionately pursue a hunger-free community. The best day, though, Ray, is Tuesday. You know why? Because it's Bark at the ballpark. Bring your hound is to bring your hound to see the mound every Tuesday game. The best way to watch the green and gold is with your furry best friend at Bark at the ballpark. Registration and waiver required, which can be found at athletics.com/tickets. I love Bark at the Park night. Our four-legged friends are our best friends, and I, I, oh I include God. I include cats in that. I have to because I'm a cat dad mm-hmm. now, begrudgingly so. But yeah, dogs are great. Can't wait to have a dog. Oh, me too. I wish like, I wish I could just have a dog. I'm such a dog person myself. So I totally, I get it. There's not a day where I don't think about kidnapping Reba. I'm just going to be honest. Sorry, Clay. Apologies. But I, I just feel like if that happens, he'll be like, who took her? Who's got her? Who's borrowing her? I'm right there with you. Why do you think I have a big purse to steal doggos, to kidnap puppies? But it's not kidnapping because I will eventually give them back. All right, Ray Ray, you are the best. It's going to be a fun homestand. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be interesting homestand at the Angels and, and Blue Jays in town. As you said, Angels look completely different. Blue Jays are still in the hunt, and it's the time where the A's get to play spoiler. Just finish the season, have, finish strong. I do. Oh, totally. Like, let's mess stuff up, or FS up, as I should say. The Reds claimed Bader and Renfro, by the way, off of waivers. Watch out for the Reds. Bader and Bono on the same team. Oh, the content. I guess he's on the IL again, right? I should know everything that Votto does, but I'm not quite up on it. I know, I know. Come what? on, Jess. Don't judge me. I have it just it's a lot to pay attention to this time. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into Extra Base Hit. Ray Jensen and I will see you at the ballpark. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu, and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.